10 minutes remaining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Happy from 10K Dollar Day. It's Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. Whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. You may also hear our voices on 10K Dollar Day. That's the comedy podcast about imaginary luxury travel. Those drop on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, we have bonus features and interviews. But this is our 10-minute Daily Happy. Yep, and this week is Viator Week. It's a TripAdvisor company that offers the most comprehensive comparison shopping for everything from skip-the-line tickets to multi-day tours and everything in between. So get to planning or dreaming about your next trip because, you know, 2020 by going to 10kdollarday.com slash Viator and click the link there to save up to 50% off on unforgettable experiences. Yes, nice. Okay, so before we get into a couple of things I want to chat about, I do want to update everyone on the bee sting because I know that that has been something people have been texting me about all week. So just so I let everyone know, I did go to the doctor today because our bae, Lori Brown Kindred, uh, asked for a picture of my foot this morning. I sent it to her and her response was, I'm sorry, you should go to the doctor now. (laughs) And when Lori Brown Kindred tells you to do something, you do it. And, that is correct. Uh, and if I would have listened to Lori Brown Kindred from day one, I may not be in this situation. Actually, let me rephrase. If I would have listened sorry. to my best friend, Lulu okay, Picard. Okay, I was waiting for you to rephrase that because I was like, ah. Uh, okay. So first Lulu told me that I should totally use Benadryl. And then Lori told me I should use tobacco and Benadryl and uh, all kinds of things. But so I did go to the doctor today because my, my foot was turning purple and I took my shoe off at the doctor's office and the nurse, I'm not kidding, went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is a good sign. So the doctor walked in and his first question was, are you sure it was a bee? And my response was, something stung me. I saw the stinger. I pulled something out of my foot. There was pus and black fuzzy stuff. I thought it was a, a bee butt. And he said, okay, well, that's good news because what it looks like right now is a recluse spider bite. Uh oh, which gosh. is not good. Oh, so he said, "Can you show me where the puncture wound was? The sting, the the where it happened." So I pointed in between my toes. He goes, "Okay, good. It's not a recluse." He said, "Because if this is where the the bite or the sting happened, if it was a recluse spider, the skin would be disintegrating <laughs> around that area." <laughs> what? Yeah. That? What? It basically he showed me pictures of the actual spider bite. He goes, "This isn't to scare you. It just is to reassure you. It's not that." It actually, where the spider bite happens, the flesh like forms a hole, like it starts to decay where that is. And then the infection spreads out, which is why it's a serious situation. So for me, what I have is they're calling it the LLR, which is a bee allergy that is large localized reaction, which means I'm not to the point where if I got stung by a bee, I would go into like the anaphylactic shock where like I can't breathe and my lungs Mm -hmm. swell, but it is more largely localized localized. So wherever on my body that I get bit or stung by a bee, possibly even a wasp, depending on what actually stung me, um, that area of my body is going to experience some not great things for about two weeks. Oh my God. Exactly. So I was like, oh my God. So now I'm going to be like, okay, hopefully a bee never stings my face because that would be awful. 
so I just have to be careful. But the only thing you can do is what I have now been doing thanks to the support of our bays here. I need to ice it as well as uh, put it in like Epsom salts. I need to keep it elevated. I need to use Benadryl cream and or a cortisone kind of cream and take Benadryl whenever needed. And mm-hmm. hopefully it will be getting better. So that is the bee sting. I do have a bee allergy, which is crazy. 38 years. I've never thought I had any allergies. <laughs> so, Well, does this mean that there's any chance that Hannah or Emma have a higher chance of having that same type of allergy? Can you get them tested? Uh, well, I would have thought so. However, they have both been stung and nothing has happened to them ever. Interesting. Yeah, because okay. Hannah actually wasn't stung too long ago. Same situation. She was out front in our yard with no shoes and she got stung and it hurt. She cried, but nothing ever happened. Emma has already been stung. So it's just me. Great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I'm going to be okay. It was funny. He was like, I'm just feeling for a pulse. <laughs> he was trying to feel my foot for a pulse because it was so purple uh, yeah. and try to find and make sure that the blood was getting to my foot. So I was like, oh, my God, here we go. That is bizarre. Crazy. Yeah, it's funny because you sent me the picture this morning when you said um, Lori told Five me to go to the hospital remaining. and you sent me a picture of your foot. And it was that moment where you're like, do I tell her things that make her feel better <laughs> or do I tell her things that actually convey how worried I am yeah. about this giant purple foot. So I think I was just like, I'm so glad you're going to the doctor. <laughs> Keep me posted. Winky Keep face. Yes, yeah, send me um, info. Tell me if you need anything. <laughs> Thank I goodness know. you're getting medical help. Yes, yes, very true. <laughs> very true. Okay, so this is actually going to make you super happy. This is right up your alley. Lulu loves to write a letter. And Lulu loves to send a Christmas card. I do. Yes. Well, I was working on them today. There is someone in New York who feels just like you. Her name is Rachel Syme or Sim. And she has started this giant pen pal project for the pandemic. And mm-hmm. she now has 7,000 people on board to write letters to strangers. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So she said it started after she bought this old school electric typewriter and she found herself using it to write letters. She thought she was going to use it to like write poems and be like creative, but she found herself, you know, writing to friends and loved ones. And so she set up this Penpalooza initiative where she used the uh, secret Santa software. Have you ever done Elfster? Have you heard of that? (laughs) No. Okay. Well, it's this, it's basically like a. <laughs> no, I have not oh, used a I, site called Elfster. What is this? It's really good, actually. So if you do like a Secret Santa thing, you can actually put everyone's name into Elfster and it picks for you and it sends out emails. So no one, even the person who creates it, doesn't know who, which person got. So it's like. Interesting. Yeah. So she used that to kind of create this and it already has more than 7,000 people. The list is growing. And so she's just asking anyone who would like to start writing snail mail to strangers to go to her little website and sign up. And it's the best way to do it because you just get one person to write to it first and then another person gets you. Does that make sense? So you just kind Mm -hmm. of like keep like writing letters to strangers and sharing a little bit of of love and care during such a a crazy time where we're, you know, unconnected. It gives a little personal connection, hope, humanity, all those good things. So, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I knew you'd love that because you love a a good uh, stationary set. I love a letter. (laughs) I do. I love anything. 
I love objects that other people held. I think that's also oh. why I like museums. Okay. You know, like I love looking at old objects because I I love like thinking about where they were and who held them and how they were used and that now I'm in the same room as that object and like a letter is like that. Yeah. That's why it's different than an email or even a phone call to me Two because you held it in really... your hand and then lots of people helped get it to me and now I hold it in my hand. I think that's amazing. Oh, I love that. That's a really sweet way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just how many people it has passed through, which I like. Um, okay. Real quick. I have to tell this story because I read about it earlier today and I was like, what? And it's just to kind of highlight how dangerous social media can be for our children. So there was a online challenge recently where someone said, hey, the challenge is see how far you can drive on one tank of gas, right? And don't stop, like never stop to see how far you can get. And this was like the challenge, right? Uh-huh. Which is dumb anyway to think about it. But here's what happened. A 12-year-old boy was on YouTube and looking at this challenge. So he took uh-huh. his seven-year-old cousin, put him in the family's SUV and started driving. What? He left Queens, New York and made it all the way to the Delaware border. What? Yes. That is dangerous driving. Oh, and he's 12. Okay. Here's what happened. They, the family immediately notified the police. The police knew everything about the car. They actually first caught him at one of the license plate readers on the easy pass. So they started following them. The 12 year old, they even put the sirens on, would not pull 30 over. 30 seconds remaining. Okay. Oh, but they didn't want to scare him or cause him to wreck. So they backed off and they were just basically tailing him all the way to Delaware where they finally caught him because he stopped at a at the Delaware border to buy cookies with oh, his mom's on. credit card who was who left it in the car. Ten. Nine, um did eight, they not have like seven, find your friends or six, find your kids? Five, no, I think they four, did. They just were three, worried about him getting hurt. Two, That's there you go. insane. 